Welcome to episode 10 of Casting the Net with Father Dave and Rick. And this week we continue on uh, from episode 9 where the guys discuss morality, the virtues, daily living, and how they are all intertwined. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Father Dave Noss together with Father of Four Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, welcome again to the conversation that we share every single week and we're always excited to have you with us and thank you for the support and the encouragement. Thanks for feedback that we get from listeners that help us to sharpen the conversation that we share. Rick, I hope everything's well in your domestic world. Everything's great. I'm better for being here and talking to you, Doc. <laughs> <Are> you? <Yeah. laughs> what else are you selling today? <laughs> That's it. That's all. Last time we had the opportunity to discuss some really important distinctions between the world's concept of freedom and the Catholic Church's understanding of freedom. The world's, because of that, the world's understanding of proper action, which is highly individualistic. Mm and contrast that a little bit with how the church uh, understands proper behavior. Yeah. Why don't we continue that conversation? Sure. As you were framing all that, it, it made me realize that, um, that maybe I, I wasn't or we weren't as direct as we, we could have been last time. So in the Catholic view, morality isn't arbitrary. It, it arises from the way God creates us. Like we're, we're, we're made with a definite nature that has definite needs. Like we, we just can't be any old thing we want to be. Like in order to be happy, there are certain things we have to acquire. Um, and so that's what morality is aimed at, you know, pursuing those goods in, a, in an appropriate way, in an ordered way. Um, and like you said, contrast that with, with sort of the modern secular idea of freedom and happiness. So in the Catholic view, freedom is, is to be free to, to, to pursue the good and to choose the good. Um, sort of the modern secular picture is more of I can be anything I want to be. Mm. I can have it my way. Isn't, yes. isn't that what the what the what the ad yes. agencies tell us all the time? Yes, we can have. And talking about impressionable what people last time. Lie. We can be anything we want to be. We can have anything yeah. we want. They, these are these are lines they they feed us so that we'll buy stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're just just as the. Uh, just as the social media platforms do, we're being manipulated by ad agencies too. Well, you mentioned last episode how impressionable mm-hmm. the fallen, broken, yep. wounded human person is. Now, absolutely. I added the last part of that. You, no, but, you it, just but, said it's, but it's apropos. I mean, that, that's absolutely <laughs> the case. You know, because because sin damages um, us interiorly, and and we don't um, we don't perceive the good the way we should, and when we do, yeah. our, our will's too weak to pursue it. Yeah. Um, we're easy pickings. We're yeah. easy prey for, you know, the, the companies that want to make a buck or, yeah. you know, garner some influence. But, um, yeah, so you could, you could see a pretty stark contrast between these two worldviews and the, the Catholic Church's proposal about you know, human nature and morality might uh, make more demands, but it's ultimately the only one that's going to lead to fulfillment mm. and, and happiness, you know, and so that's we spoke last time about how morality is really all about happiness. Um, now happiness in, in, in a eternal correct way, correct. Not happiness in terms of goosebumps or, or, um, 
um, cotton candy, um, right. Right. <laughs> an extra extended ride at the fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Catholic Church constructed just a whole architecture um, to move this idea forward in the form of the virtues. Yes. The virtues, which is something we're going to um, tackle today. Yeah. And God created us in a way to be true to how he has constructed us to be. I, I was thinking back for a moment. Um, it was I, I'm certain it's in C.S. Lewis's uh, radio addresses during World War II mm-hmm. that were subsequently codified in, 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 um, in a book. Why is the title escaping is it Mere Christianity? Mere Christianity, thank you. Yeah. And I think it's one of the early radio addresses yeah. in which he talks about, in fact, he calls it the human machine, I think, the human yeah. machine yeah. In, the, in, in the discourse, where um, he's giving the example of different objects that have been created for certain functions to be mm-hmm. actualized. And yep. so true it is with humanity. And anything right. less than that is less human, not yeah. more human. Yep. No, and we talked about this last time. It, it's it's a pretty commonsensical idea. I mean, a, a good clock is a clock that tells time. A good, <laughs> a good clock is a clock that fulfills the, the the purpose for which it's created. Otherwise, it's you know a paperweight, which is kind of stupid. But so let's apply know. that to the human. A good exactly. human is one um, who, I mean, ultimately we would say seeks union with God through Christ. Amen. Um, but there are all sorts of uh, there are all sorts of sort of subordinate goods that we need to pursue as well. Yes. Um, but the difference between us and a clock is we're free to defect from that. Yes. You know, we're, we're, we're more complicated than clocks. Um, and so that's, 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 there's the importance of morality. Yeah. Like training ourselves to want the things we should want and to know how to go about pursuing those things. And when we do that consistently over time, when we make those good choices and we avoid, um, the bad choices, there's a disposition that begins to develop within us and within the circle of friends that are uniquely ours or the family that is uniquely ours if we're doing this collectively. Mm-hmm. And there's such a power and a strength, right, of the team playing the same way, mm-hmm. not competing against each other yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the field of competition, but uh, becoming stronger as a unit than we are as disparate individuals. Mm-hmm. And thus lies the beauty of the virtues. Yep. Yep, that's right. And that word, uh, use the word disposition. That that's a key one. Um, a virtue is, I mean, classically we say it's it's a stable disposition to pursue those worthy desires, to pursue those good desires, um, to seek out what's good for us, so that we can kind of, in a in a stable way, in a balanced and poised way, live in friendship with each other and with God. And it's something that develops through our own effort, um, but our own effort assisted by grace. Well, let me back up. <laughs> sure. There, there, there are some virtues that we that we can acquire on our own, although it never hurts to have God's help. Um, we, we tend to call those the cardinal virtues. So like justice, you know, treating people fairly is a virtue that we can acquire on our own with some difficulty. It, it always helps to have God's assistance, though. Um, courage, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the willingness to do what's right, even mm-hmm. when it's dangerous or mm-hmm. it's going to cost you is a mm-hmm. virtue we can develop on our own. Mm-hmm. The first responders who run into the danger when the rest of us flee from the danger. Mm-hmm. Correct. 
Um, and then there are some virtues that we can only get because God gives them to us. Like we're, it's beyond our powers to, to, to acquire them on our own, although we can grow in them um, through our own effort with God's assistance. And those are called the theological virtues. They're, they're faith, hope, and love. Yes. And, and all the virtues are important for happiness, but, but those, those last three, the theological virtues, are the ones that are most important because they're going to present us um, you know, in this world that's, that's unstable and that frequently gives us mirages of what's happiness. Um, and our, it's a world that's constantly in flux. They're going to present us to a God who is um, unchangingly loving, endlessly interesting and yes. and brilliantly good yes and who will yeah. ultimately satisfy us in a way that uh, you know a broken world can't yes yeah not no one or nothing can possibly satisfy us like the one true god who wishes to give to us his power his grace so that we can live in these virtues in faith and in hope in love mm-hmm. where that's not an activity that we do in a spiritual moment, say at worship on Sunday, but it's part and parcel of daily living Yep. yep. where that's leading us to make decisions, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. faith, the hope, and the love that we have received by God's graciousness within us, influencing decisions that we're making. It works almost like a habit. Um, that That's a that's an expression that's used a lot in theology. I'm not, I'm not crazy about it because like, you know, we we also use the word habit for like biting fingernails mm. and um, mm-hmm. you know things that we do unreflectively, mm-hmm. but these are almost like super reflective yeah. things that we do. Um, you know the the just person is one who's performed just acts so often that he or she know he or she knows what the just thing to do is in a, in a murky situation. Uh, in a situation where it's it, it might not be obvious, yeah, or clear to others, yeah, and that and that's the real. I think that's the real um, power of the Catholic moral vision, and why morality has to be more than just about laws and commandments, because ultimately those those are kind of limited in the help they can provide you. Yes, in concrete situations. Yes, um, the virtues give you a kind of dexterity where you, you can have a feel and read a situation. So, for example, let's say. Sure. Let's pretend my mom and sister aren't talking. They're they're angry at one another. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Um, of course, I'm invited to, to go home and and and, uh, and join them. But the thought of it makes me nauseous because I don't know if I'm mm. going to blow up at my sister mm. and list all all the ways in which she's harmed my mom. I don't. Maybe I won't. Um, but I don't know if I want to go. And if I don't go, I'm going to hurt people. I know the greatest commandment is to love. You know your neighbor as you love yourself, but that doesn't really clarify what the loving thing to do is in this situation. Mm-hmm. And so if I've developed the virtue of, of, of prudence or the theological virtue of, of charity or faith, um, I might be able to read the situation and say, you know, I'm going to go and engage and pray for, you know, the, the endurance, the grace to, to handle whatever comes my way yeah that might be the loving and just and, and prudent thing to do or maybe maybe the the just and prudent thing to do is to flee and not engage yeah you know it, it, it depends on the circumstances and you just you have to be able to read that and that's where the virtues come in handy you know rick there's so often in pastoral experience where people will share with me great heartache over not knowing what to do in situations hmm. um, do i say something do i not say something do i do I act in this way or don't I act in this way? For a situations like the example, you, the hypothetical example yeah. you just rose, right. raised, 
as well as um, you know a myriad of other professional and personal situations. Mm-hmm. And it does. I, I'm not sure I thought about it till right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that on many occasions these are. I'm, I'm just recalling some really learned people coming to me sharing. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And am recalling a reaction to that as being a little surprised hmm. where there seemed to be a clearer point of action hmm. than they recognized. Oh, that's interesting. And I wonder, so now I'm just kind of speaking out loud here, but I wonder, sure. I wonder if it was in, in, in some cases using politic to remedy conflict with comfort. You know, and maybe that's where the confusion, as opposed to the virtue leading the right. action, right? Right. Yeah. And let me let me let me have some self-incrimination here. I'm also recalling that I didn't necessarily say, well, how does the virtue of faith inform you in this situation? How does mm. the virtue of hope inform you in this situation? Right. Where is charity? You might have gotten a, a blank look. <laughs> well, I probably would have, and some of the questions. ones that are immediately coming to my mind, and 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 me too. You know. Right. I've had those instances as well with with maybe uh, claiming uns- the uncertainty what to do when when a more uh, virtuous approach and a virtuous acceptance and a virtuous surrender. Mm-hmm. It's 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 so different when I just simply want to be comfortable in the situation of distress. It is versus God what is it that you want me to do? Because if you want me to do that, you will equip me to be able to do that. Right. Because you will not ask of me something which I'm incapable of doing, mm-hmm. independent of your help. Yeah. But it's still a difficult path. Oh. Because, because, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lifelong battle. I mean, this, spell it Calvary. Folks, exactly. <laughs> uh, folks, we're not, we're not pretending that this is an easy not path. Not at all. In, in fact, I think we stated at the outset that this is a more difficult path than um, the modern secular conception of um, moral living. Yes. But, um, you're, you're right. I mean, God does not ask the impossible of us, and he will equip us, um, but we have to trust in him. Yes. We have to trust in his goodness. We have to trust in his love, um, and that, that in and of itself is a lifelong struggle. Yes. Even for the best of us. Yes. So hang in there, friends. <laughs> We're struggling together, <laughs> but when we do it together, when we struggle together and strive together, so here's struggle is striving. When we're striving to live, to become who it is that we've been created to be, avail ourselves of the advantages of one another and of divine grace and the formation of virtue within us to shape and lead. We'll find our way. Hmm. Christ will be there. He's Rick. I'm Father Dave. We're really grateful that you have taken more time to be with us. And we look forward to you joining us as we continue the conversation in our podcast, Casting the Net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.